Welcome to the podcast. Uh, today, we start with Stephen Crowder, who is, shockingly enough, uh, you, you're not going to believe this, a conservative being thrown off of YouTube uh, for some sort of uh, arcane content violation that will not be defined. Uh, an amazing uh, situation with, technically, he's being demonetized and pulled off for, it's suspended for some period of time. We'll get into the details on that. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, we will talk uh, to a uh, a police uh, a pizza parlor owner who is just trying to serve pizza and food to their customers and is getting um, harassed by authorities. It's COVID. Uh, apparently, in some places, it's okay to eat with COVID. Other places, it's illegal. We'll get into to the details uh, on that as well. And we talked to um, the uh, CEO, interim CEO of Parlor about their fight with big tech and how that is going down and how they actually told the FBI all the things that supposedly they were hiding from the FBI. We get into that as well. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. The promo code is control 20% off right now. And please uh, take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and rate and review five stars, of course, is the appropriate number of stars. Head on over to Stu Does America as well to subscribe there. We did a live stream of uh, Joe Biden's speech. So you get all the nonsense with all the commentary and mockery that you want uh, on the YouTube page for Stu Does America. Make sure to check it out. Here's the podcast. Welcome to Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, which is also seen on Blaze TV prior to this uh, program. Hey, Pat. Hey, Glenn. I wanted to ask you, did you did you see the tweet or I'm sorry, the uh, text to Don Gates uh, about his about his son? Congressman Gates, Matt Gates. No. Okay. Yesterday we talked about um, Matt Gates, mm-hmm. and he was because he was on uh, Tucker Carlson. What I think on Monday or Tuesday, and Tucker said it was a weird conversation. You went back and watched uh, watched the interview. What'd you think? I thought Tucker was right. Uh, that was a weird conversation. Uh, clearly, one that Tucker was quite uncomfortable with. Uh, first of all, Gates brought up a couple of things that uh, I, I, I think were a little disturbing to uh, Tucker. Uh, it, one mm-hmm. of them being that uh, Gates said something like, I'm not the only one on this screen right now who's been accused of a terrible sex act. And so at the, en- at the end of that, uh, Tucker said, yeah, you, you just referenced a disturbed, mentally ill listener who accused me of something 20 years ago that yeah definitely wasn't true and you know the implication being but and thank thanks you. for bringing that up uh the mm-hmm. other thing he he said was uh and and tucker you'll remember this two years ago uh you and your wife had dinner with me and and another uh woman uh, a date of mine and you'll remember her and then he goes on to describe this dinner and at the end of that uh rant uh tucker said actually i I don't remember the woman in question or the context of what you're talking about at all. So it didn't go well. Wow. Didn't seem to go real wow. well. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, he referenced in that um, that he had text messages from the guy who he said was blackmailing. 
Yeah. So I, I have it here. Dear Mr. Gates, this is to his father, Matt Gates' father. I'd like to talk to you immediately about the current federal investigation and indictment that is about to be filed against your son. I have a plan that can make his future legal and political problems go away. Last summer, we located Robert uh, Levinson in Iran and took two proof-of-life videos, but the U.S. government foiled our rescue attempt. We have one more opportunity to rescue Levinson. If you and Matt are willing to help us privately and clandestinely obtain the release of Robert Levinson, I will ensure uh, that Matt is on the plane that delivers Levinson to his family, thus making him the most sought-after public figure in the world for his efforts to obtain Levinson's release. Then my partner will see to it that Matt receives a presidential pardon, thus alleviating all of his legal issues. We all know that politics makes strange bedfellows. I can assure you that we have the ability to obtain Robert Levinson's immediate release, but we cannot allow the U.S. government to be involved because they have repeatedly blocked his release since his capture. Um, Matt is more than welcome to attend a meeting, but we are fine just to meet with you as my partner knows you are a man of your word and has a great deal of respect for you. Please call me and let me know if you're willing to meet with us immediately. I assure you, uh, you will not be wasting your time. Bob Kent. Now, (laughs) I have several problems, uh, with this. Uh, they are, are enlisting him to do something uh that they say we know you're a really good guy and a good of honor and integrity why would a guy of honor and integrity do this for his son uh why would a man of honor and integrity get in bed with a blackmailer this is clearly blackmail uh also why wouldn't you just go to this guy of honor and integrity and say i need 25 grand wasn't that wasn't that the number 25 grand i thought it was 25 million was it 25 million mm-hmm. okay so that's a little different 25 million yeah um uh you know i don't understand a then why it would take 25 million dollars to uh fly a plane in what kind of bribes where's that money going so he met with this guy and uh they have record of all of it and they even have the uh the plan if you will uh it was uh, project homecoming the document that they handed to matt gates father and said in exchange for the money we'll give you this now the guy who says uh, the guy who is apparently um uh writing this he's saying I did it on behalf of the federal government. I did it on behalf. I was I was wearing a wire on behalf of the federal government. Wait a minute. What? Um, because Don Gates uh, reported this to the FBI immediately. And then Don was assisting in the uh, investigation. Apparently, he was wearing wire. So one of them is lying here. We we do have a uh, letter uh, from Don Gates's uh, attorney firm 
As you know, my client, Don Gates, was approached by two individuals to make sizable payment in which I would call a scheme to defraud. Don reported this to the FBI. The FBI is now asking Don to voluntarily and proactively assist their investigation, which Don is willing to do. Please confirm that your office and the FBI would like Don's assistance in this matter and that he will be working at the government's request. Uh, the United States attorney said, I can confirm that your client is working with my office as well as the FBI and the government's request in order to determine if a federal crime has been committed. This has been discussed with and approved by the FBI, as well as the leadership of my office and components of Maine justice. The government thanks you for working cooperatively with the FBI. So who's lying here? The FBI guy or the upper FBI guy? what's happening (laughs) i don't know if you're expecting us to have an answer to that i have no friggin' idea it seems like a crazy situation and i don't know how we get to the bottom of it other than waiting for the whole thing to to play out how bad is this that we none of us are willing to even speculate on who the bad guy is you know we're not willing to speculate we're not willing to say i'm not willing to throw matt gates under the bus I'm not willing to defend him, but I'm also not willing to uh, throw him under the bus. I'm willing to defend his right to, uh, you know, a fair trial and to be sure. uh, convicted in a court of law and not by the media. So I'm not saying that Matt Gates is a bad guy. I don't know, but I'm not willing to give anybody uh, a, a lend of credibility that is in politics in Washington, D.C., because I have no idea. Yeah, that's really hard. But I'm also I'm also no longer willing to give it to the FBI. That's a change for me. It just a seems like change. there's just a bunch of conflicting information and it's too early for us to know. I mean, I, like, you know, sometimes you see these stories, you're like, OK, this definitely looks like X, Y and Z happened. But let's let the investigation play out. This one is like I uh, everyone's just saying the opposite thing. and We have no idea who to trust. Correct. He, uh, he claims, though, that when records and phone conversations are re- released in their entirety, he'll be exonerated. So it sounds like, you know, he's, he's confident, confident in his Though, innocence. I wouldn't exactly say that that's a rare statement right. from someone accused that's of something. True. Yeah. I mean, I I give you the uh, the Kraken as an example of something <laughs> that sounded pretty definitive and then turned yeah. out to be not so much of a Kraken after all. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that was no reasonable person would have believed that. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, the other thing uh, on this is uh, is is Matt Gates saying right before this came out that he might leave uh, Congress and go to work for Newsmax. It was a report. I don't know that he said that outwardly, but it was there was a report saying that he was going to leave Congress and go to a media role. I mean, he's obviously one of the most active co- congressional members in the media uh, since he kind of got the gig in the first place. So mm-hmm. uh, it was not that this is before I think the the investigation, though, was known. Uh, so I don't know who knows if any of this stuff is true. It's hard to know because I mean, Gates being such an outspoken guy to er, he says a lot of things and everyone says a lot of things about him. So it's really hard to cut through what is actually accurate here. Right? Well, it's pretty clear, though. I mean, he's uh, yesterday. The New York Times was telling us that this is an investigation that he crossed lines with a 17 year old girl. 
Now the story is, is that he attended a an orgy with a 17 year old girl and a bunch of prostitutes. Okay, but those are those are both bad. Uh, yeah. uh, one is yeah. wow. One don't, is, don't take a stand, Glenn. I mean, you gotta, yeah. you gotta cover yourself. <laughs> I mean, you know, but you could kind of maybe explain. You know, she was a campaign. He says it doesn't exist, but you know, she was a campaign aide and nothing happened. And I have witnesses that nothing happened. But she and others were traveling on a plane with me. Maybe. The orgy thing? Come on. Come on. Can we have some evidence on the orgy thing? And it could, because if, if the press and the FBI and everybody else can get away with this, none of our politicians, nobody stands a chance uh, against standing against this thing, except those who are the most pure. And I'm not saying that Matt Gates isn't, because you can make up anything about anything. You could make it up mm-hmm. about Mike Lee. But you, these, most of these guys, and I'm not saying they're orgy or having sex with underage kids, but they, everybody has something in their life that they, they don't want to come out. And they just, they, it's not that it's evil or it's illegal or anything else. It's just, you're going to twist this and you're going to make it look bad. And I'm going to, I'm going to have to deal with it for the rest of my life. And I've already dealt with it and, and put that to rest. You won't be able to send anybody to Congress and you certainly won't get anybody in Congress or the Senate that is actually going to stand against anything. Yeah, I, Look, you know, let's look at someone who's who the press is a lot less judgmental about Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Houston Texans, who has now 14 accusers against him that have come out in the last couple of weeks. Uh, now, I don't know. Could, could, could This is a huge public figure making millions and millions of dollars. Could 14 women come together and come up with fake accusations? Absolutely. Of course, of course they could. And that's why you get your day in court. The same thing with Gates. He's a very public figure. A lot of people, he's very, very tight with Donald Trump. And people are going to go after that's him. Why. It may be true. It may not be true. But like right. you, you can't assume either with someone like this. When it becomes a public figure with this sort of profile, it's even more you have to be more skeptical in some ways mm-hmm. because Absolutely you just you do. don't know i mean I, people can say anything and do and he's a single guy uh and as jeffy would say who among us uh, who among us <laughs> well one last lot, one last thing here's <laughs> i i dismissed somebody yesterday because they were standing with gloria allred and their story was much more salacious. Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, Andrew Cuomo. I believe the women uh, against Andrew Cuomo. The last one that comes out is with Glory Allred. I don't know. Let's not be so quick to buy into her story. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Last night's television show is a decoder ring. You will start to understand what's happening with these companies uh, just a few minutes ago, I went through all of the companies. Let me just give you some of the uh, the headlines. Uh, Biden has uh, unveiled a massive infrastructure. I've got to get to the real point of what that is. It's unions. I'll go into that. It's probably going to be tomorrow, though. I'm running out of time. Uh, major U.S. companies uh, have come out against uh, the Republicans in Georgia. They're saying this this historic uh tax or this historic voter reform it wasn't voter reform it was covid 
that is now being retracted is suppression. And you have BlackRock, Coca-Cola, Delta, Merck, Porsche, UPS, Microsoft, Bank of America, Cisco, Home Depot, J.P. Morgan, Chase, Citigroup, uh, American Express, Facebook, Viacom, CBS. They're all coming out now and they're taking a stand against Georgia and the governor. Have you ever seen that before? Have you ever seen, let me give you this headline. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, headline is that sports viewers shift habits as social justice messaging increases. So this is about the NBA, and they're saying one-third of Americans are watching less professional sports because they can't handle the cram down. So then why would Major League Baseball threaten to move the All-Stars from Georgia if they know they're going to lose a third of their audience? This is going to piss off a third of their audience, maybe more. Why would they do that? Why would these companies, why would Delta get involved in any of this? Why would Bank of America? Last night, I gave you the decoder ring, and I want to go through the decoder ring, but I want to start with uh, the Facebook ESG score. Facebook, <clears throat> we were looking at the ESG scores. This is from Morgan Stanley, I believe. And they're starting to score these. This is the part of the Great Reset. They're starting to score every company so you know if the company is doing everything they can for the environment, everything they can for social justice, and everything they can to help the government. Are they complying by governance, social, and environmental standards? Facebook, you would think, has a great score because they're so progressive they're they're the reason a lot of this jam down is happening however they got a laggard score there's only leader average and lagger you don't want a laggard score facebook is a laggard environmental they're a leader social they're a laggard and governance they're a laggard now governance they're a laggard because they've had some uh problems with the government uh recently and they allege or they they list all of the things that have been happening you know over in europe and germany and also being called in front of congress but their social justice score is a laggard now social justice score facebook you can't say anything on facebook <clears throat> stephen crowder was on last hour he is he's been banned now from uh youtube and I told him a story about how Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton, uh, Donald Trump was on Facebook on a podcast and it was part of it was aired on Facebook and it was just his voice and Facebook deleted that post because you can't even have the voice of Donald Trump on Facebook. So how are they not leading social justice? You have to read the fine print and let me read it to you. Apart from platform safety issues, Facebook has also come under scrutiny for inconsistent enforcement of content moderation rules. Well, that's great, right? Because that helps us. That helps conservatives. That's what we've been saying. That's not what this means. Independent auditors found certain content decisions caused, quote, significant setbacks for civil rights, end quote. 
So because Facebook hasn't fully banned people like me, people like Steven Crowder, people like you, we're doing we're doing uh, significant damage to civil rights. That's why all of these companies are coming out for Georgia. That's why all these companies line up to say, oh, yeah, 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 uh, well, we're, we're for this. Because one of the ways that they actually judge a company, because all they're doing is they're, ju- ju- they're just judging. Here, let me give you this. Uh, yesterday, the Fed chair, oh, no, sorry, the Fed chair, <laughs> what's the difference now? Um, Janet Yellen, <clears throat> who was the Fed chair, now the head of our uh, uh, treasury, she came out and said, <clears throat> environmental issues and companies that aren't uh, working to, to go uh, all green and become compliant, they're a risk to the economy. Now, how do you define a risk to the economy? Well, things get a little sketchy on all of this stuff. But a risk to the economy would be Facebook is too big to fail. These banks are too big to fail. And if they are working with companies like Facebook that could get deluged and get protested because they're not compliant with social justice, well, then they could fail and we could lose all their money or all of our money. So all of our investment would be gone. So that's a risky company. The Blaze wouldn't even get considered. I mean, it's never been considered by an investment group, but it would never get considered now. Because we're not going to comply. And if you don't comply, you're too risky for anyone to invest in. This is what's happening now. Let me give you <clears throat> let me give you one other really disturbing thing that they're talking about, and that is uh, social justice and human rights. The UN, which has their human rights abuser list is really the ones on the human rights council um they are the ones defining for the banks and everybody else human rights now the the un teamed up with foley hogue um they're one of the specialists it's a law firm in corporate social responsibility an international law firm um and maybe they do some good in the world i don't know Maybe they'll help prosecute actual human rights abusers, but I'm a little confused about what's all included under human rights, because looking through their websites, it gets a little nutty. The U.N. and this law firm seem to be including social issues and social justice now as human rights abuses. The Post says the U.S. must, quote, fully dismantle structural racism in America. Now, What if you don't believe in structural racism in America? Doesn't matter. They mention, and I'm quoting, publicly recognizing and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and rapidly instituting a variety of measures that seek to begin to address racism at a systematic level within corporate America. That's why you're going to these stupid Black Lives Matter meetings and the critical race theory meetings because your company is a coward. And if they're not a coward, they're part of the problem. I don't care what my ESG score is. 
But I am going in and saying that. Please do not say that until you fully understand what is entailed. You will not get any loans. You may not be able to work. You won't be able to buy or sell because you won't comply. To Christians, does any of this sound familiar? The joint report goes on to list a few abuses. One lists an example of a company that, quote, doesn't promote certain staff members due to their ethnicity or religion. Okay, I don't know any of the details here. How is that even quantified? Were they not promoted because of their social category or because they sucked at their job? And are all religions equal in this? I get the feeling that they're not, but maybe. But this is all about compliance. If you fail to comply, the banks are expected to exert, quote, leverage. That means shut off the money spigot. This was described in earlier things that I showed you last night called exclusion measures. Please correct me if I'm wrong here. I'd like to know, but it sounds to me if you're not a social justice warrior, then you're going to be labeled a human rights abuser and shut off from the financial system. Is this what having a low social score will get you? Because I will proudly wear that. But I know that makes me a pariah. I know that takes my voice off the radio. I know it takes it off internet. I know I won't be able to go to theaters anymore and perform live. I understand that. You must be very careful. Your children must be, get them off social media. And I know what that's going to take. Holy cow. Because my kids don't believe me. My kids are like, Dad, that's just for people like you. No, that's for people like you in the future. You say anything wrong, and it's going to come into your score. Now, I don't know how many banks are gearing up for this. We don't know how it will ultimately look or how it will be implemented. A good example might be what uh, is facing uh, is uh, is what's happening with amalgamated bank because it's all implemented there. Amalgamated bank is like the sixth or seventh largest bank in the country. I never heard of it because it's an SEIU bank. It's a union bank. They're the bank that brought all of this to the United States. They are patient zero. So let's use them as a template of what might be coming to a bank near you. The social justice scores are at banks now. They are at the investment level now. They have not trickled down to you yet. But Amalgamated has just begun an annual CSR report, which I can only assume will be the standard for high-scoring ESG companies going forward. If you want to see what that model might uh, might look like, high ESG-scoring banks or companies say, quote, We do not lend or invest our own money in fossil fuel companies. Those who manufacture weapons or who do not support the rights of workers, read that as labor unions, women's, immig- women, immigrants, the, LGBTQ, the LGBTQ plus community, and other positions not aligned with our mission, end quote. So if you're an oil and gas company, you're out. You're a Second Amendment company, you're out. I mean, I thought... 
discrimination on race, gender, and pretty much anything else was already considered um, illegal. But we now have to prove that we're now somehow not racist and bigoted if we want to do business. How does that work? Well, maybe this is the standard. Amalgamated breaks every employee down into their own social justice category, and they submit this report every payroll period. Remember, this is the bank that brought this framework to America, and several of the largest banks in the country are already part of it. If you want to understand the news, you have to understand the Great Reset. If you want to understand what's happening to our corporations and what's coming for you, you have to understand as part of the Great Reset your ESG score. If you are interested in this and want to learn more, go to the Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code control and you'll save 20% right now on your membership. But watch the last few specials, especially last night. Last night, it was comply or die. And I explained all of this and showed you the documents. It is critical that you understand this. And don't just beat your chest and say, well, I'll stand. You might. You might not. But if you don't understand it, I can guarantee you, you have no idea what you're even talking about facing. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. All right, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a week ago, I lose track of time, we interviewed a Michigan restaurant owner. Her name is Marlene Pavlos Hackney, and she was arrested for refusing to close her restaurant amidst COVID-19 lockdowns. Now, she has uh, she's had a tough go of it. She uh, is from Poland. She understands what these kinds of crackdowns really are and how dangerous and easy it is to lose your freedoms quickly. Well, she was arrested the I believe the day we spoke to her and she's on now with us. She's also being joined by uh, her attorney, uh, Robert Baker. Welcome, Marlena. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on your show. Sure. So, first of all, recap why everybody was so mad at you uh, and why you were threatened with jail time by the state. What were you doing or not doing? Well, as you know, the governor, uh, Whitmer, she imposed all those rules and regulations that every business, restaurants, should be closed and follow her guidelines and suggestions, which, in my opinion, they are not the laws. So I took uh, decisions that I'm going to be open and I'm going to serve the food. And I have a sign on my door, which, you know, says that uh, I am, I say, I have the sign. We are constitutionally complying business. We are not interfering on anyone's unable rights. By the law, we do not follow any of governors, mayors, health departments, or other government agency orders or suggestions parenting to social distancing or mask wearing. 
and then I have a hotline, I mean highline, then I said, your health is your responsibility. So people who come to my place, they are aware of how I run my business. And like I say before, I respect everyone who feels different and didn't participate by giving me them business and they stay away. But we the people, we have the rights to decide what we will follow and how we live as happy and uh, uh, happy lives and follow the freedoms that the Constitution gives to all of us. Okay, so um, Marlena, you didn't do this right away. When it first came down, you complied, right? Yes, the, the first time, like everybody else, from March to June 14, I comply because I take this very serious because I think, okay, something isn't right. But as Correct. things go and we see, I feel different about all this uh, virus. Like you see, you go to all these other places like Menards, uh, Costco, and so many other big corporations, and they don't have to follow any rules like we do, tracking, and all other sub distancing. You go on the plane. Did you see anyone to have a distance like six feet apart? Everyone sit next no. to each other. What's the Correct. difference? My business and the airplane business. So, Marlene, uh, Marlena, you left Poland uh, in 1983, and I don't know if you spent any time in one of their jail cells, but you had to have known others who the government came in and uh, just hauled them away, sometimes in the middle of the night. Now you've spent five days in a U.S. jail. What'd that feel like? Feels like my freedom has been taken away. I experienced something who no one probably did, um, but some they do. At least what I experience, I can see like some things are not right. Like, for example, making phone call when they take you to jail. I try to call so many times, like collect. I cannot get, you know, in touch with anyone because I think something 